All right, you guys, so welcome to Tattoos of My Soul podcast, and I'm really excited today because I have my good friends, um, Brent and Megan Near. Megan and I have been friends for, we just figured, about 18 years 18. now. Um, we met in the elevator at Wright State University. <laughs> we were in the education program together. Yes, so, in the early 2000s. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. Um, but they have graciously agreed to come in and tell their story. They have had a really amazing story of um, the foster and adoption process. So I'm going to let them share that um, on this podcast. I'm really excited because I think you guys are going to encourage and, and touch a lot of people that even if they're not going through the adoption process, just the things that you guys have learned along the way and how you've grown in your faith, I think is extremely encouraging. Um, I do want to say if anybody's watching the podcast on YouTube, yes, this is a dog bowl. Um, <laughs> we're a little innovative around here. We did not have, I was supposed to get another third or a, a third mic stand today. Didn't get here in time. So we're, we're being innovative with a, um, a dog bowl. So in case you're wondering, resourceful. That is, that is, yes, yep. exactly. For sure. Um, so I like to start out whenever we do a podcast with with all the guests, we like to talk about like a favorite quote or a favorite scripture. You know, I have several that have really played a part in my life. And I wondered if you guys had something that's really, you know, gotten you through difficult times or just encouraged you that you wanted to share with everybody. Yeah, um, with our case, it was so many ups and downs and so many unknowns mm -hmm. that um, one verse stuck out to me that I, I really needed to believe for myself, but I also needed the boys to have that with them their whole life, even though they were infants. Mm -hmm. I wanted this and I prayed this over them mm -hmm. and over them and over them. Yeah. So Joshua 1.9 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Mm -hmm. And it's a print on their wall. And I love it for I love it for all children. There's something about that. Be strong and courageous for little boys. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just think that's good. And then the wherever you go, the Lord being with you wherever you go is so important because we didn't know where yeah. they would go, but we knew right. he would be with them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So. Has that verse, has that been a verse that's always been important to you or just kind of come up through this process? I mean, I've always loved the verse mm -hmm. and my big boys love that verse, mm -hmm. but um, really it stuck out through this process. Yes. Yeah. So. That makes sense. Yeah. What about yep. you, Brent? Uh, first, you didn't give a shout out that I'm your first guy. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, that was, that was the whole ploy to get me here. I did. I actually did bribe him a little. Like, you'll be the first man. There you go. Okay, you're right. There you you, go. you totally deserve a shout out okay, for sure. Okay, now we can yes. go. Brent Near, the first male on Tattoos of My Soul podcast. There you yes. go. Thank you for reminding me of that. Now we can go forward. Yes. Um, for me, it was just a collaboration of different thoughts, and yeah. whether it's from different books, some scripture talking to other godly men, um, was once we decided that we were going to do foster care mm -hmm. and then that they were here, one thing I had to just hold on to all the time was that I felt strong that God asked me to do it. Mm. Yeah. So therefore, all I have to do is just keep saying yes, mm -hmm. and he's going to work out the details. Mm. Um, and whether they stayed or they left, that was on him. Yeah. And that 
whether you want to look at it as consequences, if they left, he was going to take care of them mm-hmm. because first they were his. Mm-hmm. Um, he created them. Yeah. Um, so he has their best uh, plan in mind. Right. I think it's for him to stay with me all the time, mm-hmm. but that might not be his plan. Mm-hmm. And all I had to do is just be obedient and just keep saying yes mm-hmm. until whatever happened. Yeah. Yeah. I think, man, that's awesome. That's when I listen to you, like the first thing that comes to mind is like spiritual wisdom. Like that is, that is so like wise on your part because that's, that's very hard to do. Yes. it's not. It takes a tremendous amount of like trust. And I think maturity in your relationship with God to be able to say like, you know, I don't know, but I'm just going to listen. I'm just going to be obedient and I'm going to trust that what you have for them and ultimately my family is the best interest. So I think that's, that's very admirable. I admire that. That's, well, thank you. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Um, so just before we get started, you know, because we're going to be talking about adoption and the foster process today with you guys, I just wanted to like highlight a few statistics because I was not aware of this, but before you guys came in, I was looking up the, the statistics for adoption and it said um, 1.5 million kids in the U.S. are adopted. So that's one out of uh, every 50 children. 140,000 per children or children per year in the USA are adopted and 69,000 children and teenagers are in foster care right now which says one thing to me like people like you guys are so needed because there's a lot of kids out there that need happy healthy homes you know yes and so i think if anybody's out there listening maybe they're contemplating mm-hmm. foster care or adoption you know this is a sign that you are needed for and, sure. and it is not just married couples single yeah. people can do this uh yeah. empty nesters would yeah. be awesome for teenagers mm-hmm. you know right um it can be your life does not have to look a certain way yeah to do foster care yeah that's awesome that's an awesome point um tell me i know you guys started like in 2019 you got licensed to become foster parents at that point can you share like kind of what led you guys to even say, hey, we're going to do this. Yeah. So it does take a long time to get, um, you know, certified to be foster parents. Mm -hmm. Um, So we really started the process in 2018. Okay. Um, It's a ton of paperwork. It's Mm -hmm. a ton of all that. But to go back, I guess um, we both really felt heavily just like tugged on Mm -hmm. to do this for Mm -hmm. a long time. Um, When I was a teenager, I was told, I would not be able to have biological children. Mm -hmm. So adoption always was like on my mind. And it was like, I loved it. And I loved hearing adoption stories. And Mm -hmm. um, And for me, it was not on my mind. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just. I was up front with Brent before we got married. And I told him, hey, the doctors are saying that. Like, I feel like that's an important thing to share with someone you're marrying. You know. And he was like, hey, if, if we cannot biologically have kids he was open to adoption Mm -hmm. but you know it wasn't so heavy on him well then the lord did let us have three biological kids (laughs) so yeah so um what a joy and blessing that was and a whole other story in god answering Mm -hmm. prayer um but you know that tug and pull never left me Mm -hmm. it just it it was always there. And I yeah. thought maybe having biological kids, it would leave, but mm-hmm. it didn't. Yeah. 
um, foster care was never on my mind. Okay. Never. It was like. And for me, foster care was on my mind. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. 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 So I was so fearful of loving a child and having to give them up. Yeah. So that that was awful. I, I, I thought I could never do that. I'm not built that way. I am super sensitive and I get super attached. I love really big. Mm-hmm. Like I don't feel things small. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> Brent's like, nope. Nope. nope <laughs> yeah. <you don't. laughs> well, I remember even having a conversation with you when you told me because, I mean, again, we've been friends for going on 20 years. And I remember you and I having a phone conversation. I was like, Megan, like, I know how you are. Like, what are you going to do when they call and say, hey, it's time for this baby to go wherever or this child? You know, I was concerned for you in that way because you do you have a huge heart and you do love in that way. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. So finally, it just convicted me so bad because God is like. Megan, the reason I need you to do this is because you love that way. Mm -hmm. And it's because you are going to not hold back and you Mm -hmm. are just going to love them so much, however long they're with you. And as an adult, you can grieve and you can heal and you can move forward from loss. Mm -hmm. And not that it won't be awful or hurt or be terrible, but you will have been someone there Mm -hmm. when they needed someone. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was always... That was never something that I was hung up on. Uh-huh. I always felt like... You mean the kids like the, leaving? Leaving being, because yeah. I just I wasn't naive that they're going to always go back to something good. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's there's always the stories. You always the fear that they're going to go back into some place and the adults there still don't have their act together yeah. and the cycle continues. Right. But I just had that piece like well, if they're here for a day or a week or a month or a year... I can give them stability here Mm -hmm. and then this day and age we can stay in contact. Mm -hmm. We can be that person, that strong uh, shoulder for them to cry on or whatever. We can always, we can be part of their life. Mm -hmm. I just felt like that's how it would be. Yeah. Um, And so the fear of them leaving, yeah, it was going to hurt, but I felt it's probably that piece that God gave me that he's in control. He's going to take care of it. And Kind of okay. like if I bring you to it, I'll I'll bring I'll bring you through it. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, just kind of that reassurance. Yep. Yep. Absolutely, yeah. So you should hear the story though, and Brent should really be the one to tell mm-hmm. about just doing our classes. I think this is huge mm-hmm. for Brent. So, so we were at not at odds, but she was adoption, I was foster care, mm-hmm. and in that time frame, it was just like every time I listened to the radio, it was okay. We need more foster parents or this child was removed from this situation Mm -hmm. they found whatever. Um, and then was listening. I wanted to find it, but I'm not a big reader. So I listened to it on, on a CD, but it was, uh, Francis Chan, crazy Mm -hmm. love. Okay. And there's a point in there where he just says like talking about like to Megan's point, like if you don't do it, who's going to. Mm -hmm. And so it was kind of like, okay, hands are up. We're going to do this. Mm -hmm. I told her, excuse me, that Mm -hmm. go ahead, let's sign up. Let's see what's entailed. Um, And then we find out that for seven weeks, you have to go to classes Uh on Saturday. Yeah. They're only offered spring and fall. Which is your busiest time. Molly hasn't said, I'm a farmer. (laughs) Yes, I was going to say, go ahead and say. So spring and fall, uh, farm with my family. Mm -hmm. Like, how's this going to go down? Mm -hmm. Um, 
So we just kind of pick, and I'm thinking, okay, spring is kind of a sprint. Fall harvest is a marathon, so mm-hmm. let's let's try to do it in the spring. Mm-hmm. Um, so every Saturday for seven weeks, um, we were supposed to have classes. And it either rained on Thursday night or Friday. Mm-hmm. So there was nothing going on in the field yeah. on Saturday. Yeah, There was one time we got out of class about the time planters started rolling in the field. Mm-hmm. But and all seven weeks. All seven that's weeks. That's pretty amazing. So yeah. I'm not sure how they feel about like that we got those rains. But yeah. I mean, to me, it was just God like, I've got this. Yeah. Uh, I'll work out every detail You're worried about the details. You. Yeah. Will mm-hmm. send a big and deal. he'll take mm-hmm. care of every excuse. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? He'll, yeah, that was we're that was my excuse. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I can't I can't do classes then. Mm-hmm. But he took care of the excuse. Like, I'm gonna let you. Let me show you. <laughs> let me roll up my sleeve. Yeah, all right, exactly. And we were just talking about how bossy Jesus is. Like he'll be like, <laughs> "You're gonna do it." I, I you mean, know, like, I have never thought of. He is kind of bossy. I mean, <laughs> if he, he wants you to do something, he's gonna yeah take all all yeah. of the excuses yeah and um you know continue to pursue yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and he sure. does pursue our hearts. Oh my gosh, yeah, absolutely. So you guys do the classes, then like what's what is because I remember talking to you and it was a very it was a very lengthy and you know yeah we felt like process. it took forever to get licensed yeah that is yeah. not a short process. Um, and then you get licensed and you're like, you think you're just going to get a call that day. Right. Mm -hmm. So you're just like every day I'd like wait for this call Mm -hmm. and I picture these little perfect dumplings that we would get, you know, and it wouldn't be like that, but we, we would just wait and wait. And I thought, Oh, our kids are so on board. Like, I feel like we're a good family. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, what, why aren't we getting a call? Mm-hmm. And we did get a call for a respite care, which let us meet the sweetest people and mm-hmm. dip our toe in the water a little bit. And yeah. that was. Which uh, I would say as if somebody's on the fence, respite care is just the people that are giving the the foster care parents, mm-hmm. you give them a break. Okay. And it could be something like, hey, we need a break. Yeah. Like, or it could be something as simple as, they're going on family vacation and they've already had it planned. Uh-huh. And the birth parents say, no, that kid can't leave Ohio. Yeah. Or right. they say no. So then the family can still go. Mm-hmm. So all you're doing is allowing that. Yeah. Um, That's a just wonderful relieving option them a little for bit. people. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we've thought like even just now, like I could do respite. Mm-hmm. I can't do another kid. Yeah. But I could do respite. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you could still provide like you can say, hey, I don't want to do the long term. I don't mm-hmm. want to do them leaving. You can still do the respite, yeah, uh, because it can be a weekend or a week, right? And so there's you a lot know of different options for people mm-hmm. if they're yeah, interested. If you don't want to go mm-hmm. all in on right. foster, yeah. 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 You mentioned so you guys do have three other kids. Yes. <laughs> How and I know you know I know your kids. Your kids are amazing children, and you guys have done an, uh, an awesome job. We Megan and I were pregnant twice together. Yep. Yes. <laughs> with uh, with our oldest and our youngest. Um, yes. And so our kids go to school together and have grown up together. But oh they're my goodness. good this, buds. Yes. Good buds. Yes. They you guys are got good well kids. Loved. But how how did your kids respond when you guys said hey? this is what mom and dad are thinking about doing. Like, what was that like for them? 
I would say initial reaction immediately all in. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were like, uh, kids need help. We're in. Wow. You know, that's they, awesome. they were our youngest it. wasn't quite sure about sharing his toys. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He, at, at the when time, we had but, our home study, the social worker interviewed yeah. the children yeah. and he told her, um, you know, like, do I have to share my toys? I'll yeah. have what exactly does this <laughs> I'll have them, but I'm not sure I'm going to share with them. And yeah. I'm like, I'm not sure we'll get a placement now. Like, yeah. <laughs> I really right. But, but they've been great. But I do, I do want to say it's hard. Mm -hmm. It's hard on families. It changes the dynamic oh, yeah. of the whole family. So we have been really thankful for friends who, um, invite them over for a sleepover mm -hmm. and give them a little break mm -hmm. because it, yeah. you know, it's a lot to have added, sure. uh, two more kiddos to your family. Right. And, um, well, cause your but, kids are a good bit older mm -hmm. and now the, the boys are younger, yep. you know, how old are the boys now? They're two. two. Yeah. So you've got an age difference. You guys are essentially starting Start. over. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, we can, we can touch on that as we get through the story a little bit. Cause mm -hmm. I do think that plays another part mm -hmm. in it, but yeah. Uh, a thought came to my mind remembering talking about kids and how they handle it. Mm -hmm. There was a point in this where Megan and I were like, we're, we're done. Like, I don't think we can go forward. Mm -hmm. Like we couldn't do it again. Um, we thought that they were leaving. And you mean once you had, we, we had, boys. once we had a placement and they yeah. did leave mm -hmm. for a short period of time. And yeah. then we were told multiple times, we'll get to all that, but that they were leaving, pack mm -hmm. them up. Right. Uh, they're going. And we thought we, we can't do this. Yeah. We're done. And our oldest was basically called us out and said, um, I didn't picture you guys as quitters. Wow. It's um, <laughs> like the did. moment of truth. Yeah. Yeah. She said, if there's kids if there's, and they need us. Yeah, what? nothing's changed. Yeah. Yeah. You told us that kids need it. Yeah. So why are you quitting? Uh-huh. And we're like. I think she's yeah. words. Why are you going to let a bunch of grumpy adults keep you from uh, wow. <laughs> bringing yeah. in more kids? Yeah. Kids oh. have a way of like speaking. They don't have that filter, mm -mm. especially. I know you're. <laughs> you're she's like just going to say it. <laughs> yes, that's what I love about her, though. You know, she like speaks her mind. So, yeah, Aww. that's that's pretty. That's pretty. You know, like that's a moment of truth, though. When you're when your kids are saying, "Hey, you know, you guys said that you were going to do this, and now it's getting tough because." Obviously, you're getting attached emotionally, and your heart is hurting. You know, yeah. and, yeah. and there's the too. I mean, they were on the couches crying. Yeah, at one yeah. point when they yeah. left. Yeah. So, 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 tell everybody about like that whole process because you guys have gone through. You know, when I think about your your journey over the last two years, I think of like the words that pop up for me would be like uncertainty. You guys have just had so much uncertainty and. If I were to, to describe you guys to somebody, I would say like they literally have had blind faith. Like you have had to go each day not really knowing what's going to happen that day because you could get a call at any moment and say, hey, the boys are going and you're never going to see them again. And that's really I mean, I can't imagine that mm -hmm. as a parent. You spend you know, a year and a half tucking them in, in then, and, yeah. and this could be the last time I tuck them in bed. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Every yeah. moment is like, is this the last day? So is how this... do you deal with that? Cause that's, that's so, hard. We'll just, so we, we got a call and they were newborns mm -hmm. and we, um, brought them home from the hospital and we were told, Hey, this looks like it's going to go straight to adoption. Mm -hmm. And quickly after that, the story changed and Hey, um, it may not go this way. There's, um, you know, 
just a different plan for them, mm-hmm. maybe. And um, just because of circumstances with their family, family and bio family yeah. and all that. Yeah. So, you know, we're like, OK, we're wrapping our head around it. We're sad because mm-hmm. um, you think one way yeah. and then it looks like for sure it's going another way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we just it was just uh, like you said, it's a lot of unknowns, a lot of uncertainty. So we're loving these boys. We're doing the visitation with mm-hmm. bio family. We're doing all the things. And um, we also felt strongly that we should advocate for the boys mm-hmm. and just say, here's our thoughts. Here's what we're seeing, mm-hmm. you know. And we did attend court for the boys. We did attend everything because in our foster care training, you know, you you are to be their advocate. You're right. the, you're the one who knows them better than anyone at this mm-hmm. point, really. Mm-hmm. And they don't have their own voice. So right. they need a voice. Right. Um in our case, the boys were assigned um a guardian at Lightum, like an attorney okay. for children. Mm-hmm. And um every kid is every kid in foster care. Okay. And um he, he just um felt really strongly that they should stay with us if we were willing. Mm-hmm. We're not sure why. Normally, mm-hmm. that's not the case. Mm-hmm. We we have we don't know why, um, but um, he did, and and that stalled the process of them leaving. Okay. So so as they're trying to figure out where the boys are going to be placed, um, mm-hmm. because it's supposed to be short term. Mm-hmm. Um, when when he kind of said. No, I think they need to stay there. Mm-hmm. I think we need to look deeper into this. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, the courts just kind of said, okay, mm-hmm. they can stay. Um, yeah. And and it really showed us that, you know, children's services has to be for kin or reunification 100% of the time. And Brent and right. I should say we are 100% for reunification. Yeah. If it's appropriate mm-hmm. and if it's in the best interest of the child we sure. will advocate for that mm-hmm. we believe in the birth parents rights mm-hmm. um so i don't want to sit on here and say sure. that we don't we absolutely do in fact we were super excited to work with birth parents mm-hmm. if we got the opportunity and we have been given that opportunity yeah i want to ask this, you so about that in yeah a minute, for so sure. that's great um but no human hand can stop what god wants to do mm-hmm. and so even though this is what the law says, or mm-hmm. this is what typically happens, or this is unheard of. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, God has his own way and his own yeah. plan. And he says, you know, this is the way I'm doing it. This right. is the way I'm working it out. Mm-hmm. So um, that's one thing that was a big testament to us. At one point during the case, um, the twins had to leave our home. Mm-hmm. Um, we, without saying too much, um, something happened to them. It was out of our control, but because of the way the law is, they had to go into another foster care home mm-hmm. while there was an investigation done. Mm-hmm. Um, at the hospital that night, Brent and I are obviously beside ourselves. This right. is a position that many foster families find themselves in, but mm-hmm. you don't think you will find yourself in. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and it's not really talked about in training. Never. To me, yeah. I, I think there needs to be a whole day on like how to prepare for this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so I'm leaving and we had had driven separately to mm-hmm. the hospital. So we had to part ways to get home. Mm-hmm. 
and I'm leaving and I'm in an elevator and I am full on sobbing. Mm. I mean, there is nothing being held back. I'm sobbing as I'm walking. Everyone is looking at me. I guess let me, why you're sobbing. So we had taken one of them to the hospital Yeah. and we thought like, okay, we're going to get this figured out. We're just going to take them home. Well, you weren't expecting, you you don't know. One of the kids was hurt and nobody, you can't tell, they can't figure out where they got hurt. Yep. And we said, not here. They said, not there. And I understand the law. We want to put the kid back in the safe mm-hmm. home. Sure. So they got to do an investigation, yeah. find out where the safe home is. Yeah. Get it 100%. But we thought they'd just go back home with us until they figured that out. Mm-hmm. We had no clue. So basically they're like within 24 hours or I mean, it wasn't even that long. They were like, well, I'm sorry. They're, you have to leave them here. So we're in the hospital at Children's and had to just walk out. Mm. And I mean, how old are they by this time? Four months. Four months. So you have to leave. A four-month-old. Four, four mm-hmm. Did you leave both of them or yep. mm-hmm. both of them? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Four-month-old babies that have been in your care since they were four days old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we had no yeah. clue that we were leaving them. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, uh, just just let you know they're, they're going to a different foster mm-hmm. home. I right. can easily so. say... I we've been through hard things. We've both been through hard things. That was the yeah. hardest thing I've ever been through. Uh-huh. Sorry to interrupt. So that's no, why you're that's crying a, yeah, in the elevator. No, that's yes. good to, yeah, yeah, that's good to so understand for sure. I'm wrecked. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. a mess and I mean visibly and I'm on the elevator sobbing and on comes a woman and she has a little girl with her. And I mean, not a word is spoken. She wraps me up in her arms mm-hmm. and her face and her mouth is by my ear. And she's like, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to give you hope in the future. And I'm telling you what, she was an angel that day, and I'll never forget her coat and her hair. And um, she just encouraged my heart so much that day. And I mean, you know, it's just how God puts people in your life, like right at the moment you need them. And and what an encouragement. And we know we're driving home to tell our biological kids they're leaving. We're packing all their things. They're yeah. going to this other yeah. family. Meanwhile, God places them in another foster home who are Christians and mm. text me yeah. all the time pictures and wow. how they're doing. Yeah. And, and lived right across from some of our friends. So who and are updating us on how the kids. I mean, so, so like we were so worried about the kind of place they'd be in. And it was another wonderful home and wonderful people. And so even though it was terrible and hard and we couldn't wait to get them back, he was providing for for the, yeah. them then. And it was just it was just so many little things like yeah. that. Yeah. And then once we got them back shortly after, um, they were really with us a lot. They still had a lot of visitation to do and. COVID hit. Mm. So then all visitation stopped and we're doing video visits. And I mean, at that time, God used the being at home for us to grow over texting really close and really healing with birth mom. Mm -hmm. And what a gift that has been because we think she is just about the sweetest thing. Which is unheard of, you know, for you guys to have that kind of relationship. I mean, I've even met the birth mom at yeah. coffee <laughs> coffee shop <laughs> like, that's right seriously like yeah. it's just unheard of yeah. that that you 
have that. But I think that speaks of you guys so highly. I mean, your hearts, you know, just the kind of people that you are. I mean, you're literally Jesus. You're you're walking, you know, talking, living Jesus the way that we're called to. And I think that that just shows the kind of people that, that you are. That whole relationship know? is because of Megan. Because, <laughs> like... Well, I'm Megan does a, have a way with people. I, I mean, love we people. all know that. I love people. <laughs> but yeah. no, she, I, for me, it's like, it's not that I'm vindictive, but I'm like, tough love. Like, yeah. you're you're saying all this stuff about us, blah, blah, blah. Like, not kind of like the heck with you. Mm-hmm. Just, sure. and I never saw the healing side of it or w- that they would be different than that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Megan just kept saying every time I wanted to fire a text back or they would post something on Facebook, mm-hmm. I wanted to have her reply something onto that page. And she's just like, we got to show grace. Yeah. Like, they have to see Jesus through us mm-hmm. um, because they're not seeing anywhere else. Yeah. And like they don't they don't know better or whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe that's not the way to say it, but she just every time. You got to show grace. An opportunity. Like I, I think yeah. I had had stuff written, and she's like, "No, we can't." <laughs> and yeah. so, since she kept showing grace, I think they're just like, "Wait a second. Mm-hmm. They didn't jump on board like everybody else would have." And she told ba- me that bash me said, as a bad mom mm-hmm. or something. She said, "Even in the worst things I've sent you, because she didn't always love us." Yeah, and she said, "You never." Um, shot back at me. You never mm-hmm. said anything bad about me. You were always patient. Mm-hmm. She said, I still kept the gift you brought me in the hospital when mm-hmm. you came to meet me. And and that's also rare. Most people don't go meet them. But we, I was like, I just, I got to meet her and tell her mm-hmm. that they're going to be safe and loved. Right. So, um, so we have become good friends and mm-hmm. just being able to text with her and, and be able to tell the boys, hey, your birth mom is safe and she's doing so good and she loves you so much Mm -hmm. and she knew she couldn't take care of you Mm -hmm. so she wrote the best letter to the judge and said I want them here in this home Mm -hmm. and you're going to know her and she will be invited to your things yeah and she will know our people and we will know her people and we just are so glad that she's a part of our family too Mm -hmm. and yeah because you guys like don't you guys do like get togethers mm-hmm. and you do like birthday parties? Yeah. And I mean, she came to their birthday party yeah. this summer. And not only that, but about 11 other of their bio family members were mm-hmm. able to come. Siblings. They've got a big and, family. Yeah. yeah, they have a big family. <laughs> but it, what a joy that has been. Yeah. And that is only God. It is only God. The, the, scripture or verse that keeps popping into my mind is Ephesians 3.20, you know, God doing exceedingly and abundantly more than we can even imagine. You know, I yes. I have prayed that personally in my own life Response. about, yeah, yeah, about situations. And, and it's like the things that you can't even imagine for your, for your circumstance, like God will literally go above and beyond. Yes. But I think the key is we have to trust, like he won't, he won't necessarily do that if you're constantly questioning and trying to do it your own way. There, the key component is like trust, mm-hmm. and that's what I see from both of you is that you've literally gone through this process. Like, and no matter how painful it was and how uncertain it was, you were trusting every single day. Like Brent said, like if he's asking me to do it, then he will show me a way. And I think that that is when when we start opening our heart up to that. That's when I think 
I mean, God's blessings just like start pouring in, you know, and, and goosebumps. I have to go back to when you, so the whole Jeremiah 29, 11, I mean, you know, I have that on my arm. It is, it is my, like that verse, but I, I hear more and more people reference that verse, Mm -hmm. like, and I just find it just so ironic. It's, it's, it's literally the verse that has gotten me through the darkest, hardest times of my life is just knowing, okay, I don't know what the plan is, but God does, you know? And I think for people out there listening, if you're going through something difficult and you just, you don't even know which way is up, look up that verse, like write it down, put it on a piece of paper. It is literally a lifesaver, yes. you know? And so I did that woman even know like what you were, she just literally random. came up and See, that is like, I mean, that's almost and like an angel kind of moment. It did you know what feel I mean? that way. That is, yeah. That's and amazing. I have to say, if you are, I have to think that woman probably didn't feel super comfortable. Oh, she yeah. probably was like, Lord, do I, <laughs> this woman is out of her mind crying. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I guess I would say when God tugs at your heart to mm-hmm. love on a stranger, yeah, wrap them up. Listen, right. Yeah. yeah. Wrap them up. Because... Yeah. That, I I know I probably won't ever see her again, mm-hmm. but I mean, that was huge for me. Yeah. I mean, we've had so many things. We've had so many dear friends. We've had so many things happen, you know, but that, just that stranger, Yeah. you know. So what would you guys tell somebody like piece of advice that they're out there and they're contemplating foster or contemplating adopt, or maybe they're in the thick of it and they're going mm-hmm. through like the uncertainty, like you guys have gone through, like what would your piece of advice be? For me, it'd be to continue to advocate for the kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If if you do what you think is right, at the end of the day, you can hang your hat on that. Right. And right. say, I did everything I could. Mm-hmm. The truth like, will always come out. Yeah. yeah, it really will. What At the end of the day, the truth is going to prevail. I mm-hmm. believe that. Mm-hmm. And so. And I feel like, Scripture talks, and a lot of people talk about, like, oh, God won't put a mountain in front of you that you can't climb. Mm-hmm. That's still uphill. Yeah, right. That mountain's still uphill. So it's still going to be yeah, hard. It's, yeah. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Or mm-hmm. talk about, like, oh, God will open the doors if he wants it. Like, everybody's like, well, don't push them open. Oh, God ain't going to let you push a door open. Mm-hmm. I mean, God will tell you to not do something. Yeah. He will stop you from doing something. Mm-hmm. Scripture says to take care of uh, women and children, orphans, and yeah, that's that's in scripture. So if you're taking care of children, <clears throat> how are you going to go wrong? Right. If you're doing anything and everything you can for the kid. Yeah, just that's all you got to do. Yeah. Just just and keep I, pressing I, on on that. Yeah, I would add to I follow a wonderful um, Instagram and she always repeats it's about foster care mm-hmm. and she always repeats. Try not to ride that roller coaster. Try not to like get on it mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, like in Brent and I's case, probably four or five times they said, pack them up, pack mm-hmm. their bags. They're leaving. So here's all their bags by our front door. We, we've made photo albums. We've written letters. Never mind. They're staying. <laughs> Unpack them. You yeah. know what I mean? Try to not let the phone calls and the uncertainty it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's easier said than done. Mm-hmm. But try not to get on that visits that get canceled. Yes, and, like oh, yeah. I'm gonna, have to, you know, just keep trusting. Yeah, keep trusting. I feel so. like that that piece of advice is good for life in general. Yes, <laughs> yes. Try to, you know, because yeah. we have so many things. I mean, just I'm as, dramatic. 
I mean, I, what? yeah, <laughs> I get on that. I get on yeah. that roller coaster. No. But I love that. There's um, so many things though, that will distract us if we let, if we let them, you know, but staying focused on what we're, you know, intended to do. And I mean, we can get on that roller coaster about anything and everything. Mm-hmm. I think that's great advice in general. Yeah. So, all right. So going forward, have you guys officially adopted yet? How, where is, where are you at in the process? Cause I know you've received good news on that. So we have legal mm-hmm. custody, which mm-hmm. is super exciting in yep. our state. And, um, we should be getting a call for a court date really soon yeah we thought it'd be sooner Mm -hmm. but here we are Mm -hmm. (laughs) so but everything's moving in a positive direction it looks like everything's moving soon you will be official family of seven seven (laughs) it's like that's that's a lot yes near party of seven yeah that's pretty awesome yep yeah. So I actually called a restaurant. <laughs> Look at Brent's face. Oh, no. yeah, I'm like, calculating. Yeah, like, and I yeah. Get you know, you people that are <laughs> listening, Brent's just his the color just went. <laughs> we actually tried during when restaurants first started opening up. We called a restaurant and we were like, "Oh, it's a party of seven. And they yeah. were like, "We're only seating parties of six. We oh. can't let your." And I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> it's our whole family. No, no." I'm like, "Oh man, not even our whole family can eat together." Yeah. So. Okay, so before we wrap this up, tell me because I've been like, you've sent me some hilarious pictures. I mean, you're and you are you're you're starting over, mm-hmm. and we we've we're approaching forty, and so you're you know you're starting over. We've talked about that, but like, tell me some funny stuff that the kids have done because. Like, I know that they're getting into stuff all the time and they're, you know, being crazy. Like, tell me some yes. funny things that they have done. <laughs> they're like, okay. where do I'm we like, start? Where? Okay. It's long. No, they yeah. are fast. Uh-huh. And they, what one doesn't think of, the other will think of. Yeah. My friend texted me for a recipe. I quick turn around. By the time it took me to get that recipe, one is in the toilet in the um. half bath and one is in the sink in the half bath. So <laughs> I don't get I take a picture because it's hilarious. Right. Like what you know else what are you going to do? What can you do? Yeah. But it's just there's dumped dry oatmeal. There's there's just things, you know, yeah. everywhere. There's <laughs> swinging from the chandeliers. Truly. Like truly. Like from the light fixture. Yeah. They started you know? walking at nine months. Yes. You need oh, to know. Oh, bless nine. you. And yeah. So, so they. <laughs> During COVID. Oh, yeah. they, quarantine they have yeah. the physical ability of probably like a four-year-old oh, wow. and, but the and maturity level of, uh, of, of, of a two-year-old yeah. so, yeah. uh, so <laughs> they they, you know. they have no problem doing yeah. anything That's and funny. they're uh, just busy but you know what we're they always love like, the outside they do we've got barn cats and they have tamed the the most vicious of barn Feral cats, cats. Uh, yeah. and and can just hang them upside down, grab them by a tail, yank them out from wherever, and okay. and they do nothing. Yeah, I can't touch them, but they can catch any cat we have. So they're funny. Uh, they're funny. Yeah, they're sweet and busy, and we're thankful. We're yeah. thankful for their healthy, sweet, busy boys. Yep. Yeah. So. Well, I appreciate you guys coming in. I mean, I just love your story, and I know it's not over yet. I, I know God's going to continue to do amazing things with you guys. And, like, I feel privileged that I'm friends with you guys, and I get to not only see the story, but I get to see these kids grow up and develop. And, I mean, I can only imagine what they're going to be sharing with people when they get older. I mean, their okay. testimony of faith is going to be, you know, phenomenal. So they're going to touch a lot of people as well. But thanks for coming in. And we yep. feel a lot yeah. like that about you, and we love you, and Thank we're you. proud of you. And <laughs> so. uh, we've been through a lot together. So. Yes, we yes, have. We, we have. have. We have. Lots of memories, lots of good times. So 
Thank you guys. And um, if people want to find out about more about like the process, is there anywhere you can direct people or yeah. is there anything? Well, we'd love for them to, we love sharing. Reach out with Yeah. And we would love to get more in depth, you know, if okay. people want yeah. to get more in depth that yeah. we can't hear. But, sure. um, but so yeah. people can just reach out to you on yeah, Facebook, Facebook or Instagram. Message or, or, yeah. yeah. Instagram. Okay. All right. Oh, 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 oh,